Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yo, dude, what up? I bet you look in the mirror every day and ask yourself, Self, why aren't I subscribed to a Patreon that discusses pop culture featuring prehistoric animals? Well, guess what? You can be at patreon.com slash MatthewDonald. There you can find bonus content for both my shows, The Ritwit and Paleobites. For the Paleobites bonus content, just like you always wanted, we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. All your dreams have come true. This month we're talking about Dinotopia, the world beneath the second big extravagant picture book in the Dinotopia franchise. Oh, it's great stuff. So beautiful. Such beautiful artwork. It is my personal favorite out of all of them. Got some great stuff, and it's so cool. A lot of cool stuff. It's really great. Link is in the description for you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support, and have a lovely day! Roar! Growl! Snarl! Hello. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast more divisive than Pangea becoming Laurasia and Gondwana. <laughs> My name's Matthew Dahl, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week, in the studio, for the first time, even though he's been on this show since its inception... It's Stephen Curro. How are you? Hello, everyone. So happy to be here, and I must say, this studio is so awesome. Now Isn't it cool? Finally able to get here. <laughs> it's it's look like a real podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, like this this place does like a community update like every weekly thing. It's like new episodes from the community, and I, my stuff's on there. Ah! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so cool. I mean. I grew up watching Frasier. Oh, and oh, not for that sophisticated yet. <laughs> well, no, we're not there yet. But but uh, but I mean, it just I remember growing up and watching him in his uh, recording studio yeah. for his show. And yeah, I was gonna say that sort of kind of reminds me of it. Well, that was back in radio <laughs> times too. See, the nice thing about podcast times. Well, some people don't like to edit podcasts, but due to my stutters and me constantly getting oh or whatever, and collecting my thoughts, I edited a lot of these. Well, I, so honestly, I would. Uh, stumble over it a lot myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Knowing that it's live and people are listening to it right now. I actually tried college radio at one point when I was in college. It was, it was intense. <laughs> so, mm. but man, but no, this I can edit in all mishaps, which reminds me I need to silence my phone so it doesn't ring, and I don't have to edit that out. Uh, if you want to swear, go ahead and swear because I have a new Velociraptor swear sensor thing. Have I shown you that before? 
Yes, you have. <laughs> yeah. It, well, for any case, let's see. A dinosaur-related question I can ask you before we start. Uh man. So I just told you about the, the new scene coming up in Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. Yeah, where we're actually finally going back to dinosaur times for the first time in the series. Which uh, is really exciting. Yeah. So if you could... What, what animal... What animal would you like to see in it? What would okay. animal would you like to be in that scene the most? Ooh. Would you like there to be in that scene the most? I would really... I do kind of want to see the original Velociraptor. Yeah. Um, I also... I also kind of want to see the original Stegosaurus. I mean, okay. they're going to sh- I know I don't know if they're going to show the Jurassic, but No, it's um, it's just Cretaceous creatures. It is okay, Cretaceous fine. all over kind of. Like there's a T-Rex and a Giganotosaurus fight, but Right, right. But, so that's not yeah, but it's a movie, so whatever. <laughs> you know, I had this thought that like most times when we go back to dinosaur times in a big movie like this or something, it's usually uh meant for kids. Like usually, because like what you need to be back in dinosaur times is either talking dinosaurs as the main characters, or time travel, and mm-hmm. both of those are inherently kiddie sort of things for a lot of people. So for the most part, yes, yeah. And so if it's like, and that's when it's entertainment based. I mean, like walking with dinosaurs doesn't count because that's, I mean, it is entertainment, but it's also a little educational, it's kind so. of educational. Yeah, I mean, yeah. nowadays less so, but <laughs> there's also dinosaur. Yes, but that's also entertainment. So and it's for know. kids again. So what, what is, is when again, they mix and match creatures from different eras? It kind of is more forgivable if it's a kids thing. Yeah, that's what I noticed. Like with Land Before Time, yeah, complete, exactly. wildly inaccurate in terms of species together. But it's a kids movie. Just it is a kids movie. It. And to be fair, the, the the movie was accurate. And I've said this before on the show a lot. The movie was accurate in terms of when the dinosaurs it did depict their designs were accurate. That's true. Uh, like back. Like, I, but, Back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like I think I've to- I've definitely told this on the show before, but for any repeat listeners, uh, Land Before Time is the first uh, dinosaur movie to correctly have the long necks have their their tails perpetually off the ground. <laughs> because this is back when it was like, well, we dra- they dragged it everywhere. <laughs> Thank was... you, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so you want to see the Velociraptor and the Stegosaurus. Yes, in, those uh... are the two that immediately come to mind. If we're specifically thinking Cretaceous... Velociraptor, or maybe the Triceratops. Ooh, that could be cool. Yeah, you know, maybe they could have a montage of it. Like you just see these dinosaurs, and then a mosquito just keeps biting them. <laughs> and then, you know, that would be a good way to do it. Yeah. So get through all of the one, all the big one, all of the iconic dinosaurs. But yes. then sneak in a few new ones too, as well. Yes. Yes. Well, they're go- well. I've I've been told this Dress World the mini one's gonna have seven new species for the franchise. Excellent. In the opening scene alone. Good. So, good. 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 So the ones that have been confirmed are Oviraptor and Moros and uh, Quetzalcoatlus and Giganotosaurus and Dreadnoughtus and... I wonder if Moros oh. is a very morose individual. Ooh, good one. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. <laughs> it was also, it was first described in 2019. Oh, this is a very new one. Very new one. Okay, cool. Like in between since the last Jurassic World movie came out, new one. So nice. good on them. <laughs> Anyways, well, we're not we're talking about a creature that is not in Jurassic World yet, although it's never going to be. They don't have any, other than the pterosaurs and the mosasaur, they don't have any prehistoric non-dinosaurs back yet. Mm. They haven't brought mammoths back yet. <laughs> you know, it's surprising that InGen didn't try to, you know, they're toying with dinosaurs all the time. They didn't try some other pre- yeah. prehistoric creatures. Well, like, um, well, you know, this new one is rumored. To, actually, I think it's confirmed. Biosyn is going to be the villains in it. 
Uh, oh, oh, right. This is the uh, other like, company that yeah that was and behind. Dachshund and is coming back, as in Dachshund, Dachshund. We got Dachshund here. They actually got Dachshund. Ah! <laughs> now although, I'm really uh, interested. Yeah, although it's a new actor because the actor that played him in Jurassic Park has been revealed to be a sex predator. So, <gasps> so, Ooh, so oh, no. new actor. Oh no! So, well, thank God he only appears in a very small scene yeah. in the first Jurassic. He kind of looked like a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, because like, like he had like the the sunglasses and the perpetual frown. Well, I think and... he was supposed to be a schmuck. Well, I know, character. but so <laughs> schmuck in real life. Maybe he's method acting. No, don't go that far. <laughs> well, it's just that with um, yeah, ever since. Uh, I heard about Kevin Spacey. I can't watch Baby Driver anymore. Well, and that movie came out right when the allegations I know, happened. I know. Like that, that movie got outdated so quick. I loved that movie too. It was so cool, and he has such a big role in it. But anyway, I'm <laughs> glad that the same thing won't happen with Dogson because it's just a small, tiny role. I yeah, can, exactly. I can you can just it. kind of avert your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all have the movie memorized at this point, and also. <laughs> also, I mean, think about it this way: like, not only does he only have a short scene, but he doesn't get his way in that movie because Newman—that's <laughs> <laughs> like, what you get for hiring Newman. No. <laughs> yeah, he lets all the DNA just kind of fall in the shaving can <laughs> and actually, gets eaten by Dilophosaurus. So. Actually, there's a Jurassic Park computer game that explores what happens to that computer. To that uh... is it Jurassic Park the game? Yes. Okay, so not you know to, what I'm talking yes, about. But not yes, not to be confused with Jurassic World the game, which is a mobile game. <laughs> oh yeah, that two very different things. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man. Okay, so anyways, we're not talking about anything from that series. Uh, we're talking about a mammal, <laughs> specifically the biggest mammal that we know of in Mesozoic times, Rapenomammus. Talk about a tangent. Yes. It, I know. It's, well, that, that just shows 90% tangents. <laughs> uh, it means reptile mammal or reptilian mammal is what the Rapenomammus means. Reptilian mammal. Yes. So because he ate reptiles? Uh, well, there's more reasons that we get into here, like, more specifically, like, since it was such an early, like, this was pre-placental mammals, oh. so there is a distinct chance it might have laid eggs, oh, like and not si- laid eggs, like, in a monotreme way, like, just this was before mammals started, you know, using placentas, so this is a non-monotreme egg-laying mammal, potentially. Potentially, okay, interesting. So... Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's very bizarre to think of. You just don't... I mean, the closest that we have to those creatures are the monotremes. Yes. So... Which were quite diverse back then, too. So there were monotremes back then. It's just this was not one of them. Well, what it was, though, was a gabaconodontid... Gabaconodontid. Gabaconodontid. Interesting. A family of pre-placental mammals from the mid-Jurassic to the late Cretaceous. Huh. So this is a group of mammals that did not that also died to the meteor. Um, uh, size here's uh, the biggest mammal dinosaur times three point three feet slash one meter long. For, uh, for dinosaurs, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, 20, <laughs> 26 to thirty one pounds, twelve to fourteen kilograms. Now that's way less than a dog weighs, but three point three feet is about the size of like a middle medium sized dog, right? I mean, yeah, I would say so. I mean, like, like my parents have a dog who's so cute and so smart. And he's a mutt. I think he's about three and a half feet long. Wait, what was the weight again? Uh, it, this is way he's way heavier than this, but uh, uh, the weighs twenty six to thirty one pounds. That's what I have. Twenty six to thirty one. That's uh, a skinny dog. If it's that's that's actually. Uh, around what my dog, uh, my golden doodle Nell weighs. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, so imagine 
for for you specifically, listeners, imagine whatever dog that is. And so, uh, diet carnivore. Uh, time early Cretaceous, 127 to 123 million years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, location China, uh, described in 2000. So this is a 21st century one. Uh, pop culture appearances. There was a brief appearance of them in the Korean dinosaur film The Dino King. Have you seen this? It's on Netflix. No, I'll have to look that up. Okay. It's it's mainly just entertainment based. It's not it's it's back in dinosaur times, but it's it counts. Yeah, like <laughs> it's a, it's an appearance. They have a lot of cool dinosaurs, but they kind of mix and match. Like there's a it's a Tarbosaurus and a T Rex together and like there's a Rapinomamus and then there's Therizinosaurus and there's okay. Mosasaurus. <laughs> it's kinda all over. Uh but well, there is a certain book series that I know of where this creature appears. What's it called again? Oh yes, it's it's also in my book Megazoic: The Primeval Power, ah, ah, ah. where I deliberately oversized them a bit and, and only just a bit though, and <laughs> made them a lot scarier for the shock value of having a swarm of mammals eating armed dinosaurs. Exactly. So like the the villain in my second book, uh, Megazoic: The Primeval Power. She knows how scared people are of uh, dinosaurs are of the mammals. Like they're kind of like kind of how we are of insects. Like they're too different. They're too weird. They're also, just so weird, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, so she exploits that by taking the Rapinomamus, which is normally, you know, a praise upon like small baby dinosaurs or lizards or whatever, and trains them to hunt together and attack on command, so which now- means they can swarm an unarmed dinosaur. Exactly. I mean. Sorry if this is spoilers, but I yes. mean, uh, Olajax, who was one of my favorite characters, by the way. Yeah. I mean, yes. he's a big giganotosaurus, and he gets taken down by these things in the end. Yes. Which spoiler I, alert. Spoiler. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you did say, I don't know if this is a spoiler. You just said a flat out spoiler. Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. I'll keep it in. You know what I meant. <laughs> that was most definitely a spoiler. <laughs> and also, he was like the, the villain that was kind of funny, too. So Right. I, he I, was I, the comedy relief. Yeah. So I. I had him kill killed off in what TV Tropes calls the sudden sequel death syndrome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where, you, in order to show just how truly heinous this villain is, you have him kill off the previous villain. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Even though he's not, he's a lackey of the previous villain, and if we're spoiling the book... <laughs> we're just spoiling the whole thing at this point. <laughs> she's actually not that bad. you find out why later, though. So. Right. She is being manipulated by someone even worse. Even worse. <laughs> and that one's the final one. Or is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so... I just love how it's a, you have a dinosaur who's commanding an entire group, an entire army of mammals, sort of like they're, they're the evil watchdogs. Yes, exactly. And they're, Except they're not dogs. They're not dogs. <laughs> they're If anything, they're rodents of unusual size, even though they're not rodents. I the, do call them... Vaguely like rodents. I have the book here. Yeah. It sort of looks like a crazy possum or maybe a Tasmanian devil with a long tail, and he has yes. a... He has a... A baby Sitakosaurus. That's it. Yeah. A baby Sitakosaurus. I can never pronounce jaws. that name. Yeah. Yeah, it's Sitako. <laughs> the P is silent, like pterosaur. Right. Okay. It means parrot lizard. In fact, uh, I think um, my cockatiel, you know, her scientific name is Sitakus something, Nymphicus, I think, or something like that. Oh. I think. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hmm. Anyways, so, all right. So mammals during Mesozoic, during the Mesozoic were quite small and Repenomammus was no exception. But in terms of Mesozoic mammals, Repenomammus was a giant it was a full meter in length, uh, like a medium-sized dog, like we said, making it the biggest mammal that, that we know of in dinosaur times. On top of this, fossils have been found with baby Cetacosaurus in its stomach. So that picture there of it eating the baby Cetacosaurus is not just artistic license. No, we have literally uh... found evidence of Cetacosaurus bones in its stomach. Meaning this mammal actually preyed on certain small dinosaurs. How crazy is that? Very crazy. You would assume the mammals are the ones getting eaten by the dinosaurs. But this <laughs> instance, the dinosaurs are the ones getting eaten by the mammals. Exactly. The, di- the mammals get their, their revenge. <laughs> uh, I, well, I remember I used to have this book called After the Dinosaurs, which yes. talked all about rise of mammals and blah, blah, blah. And it briefly touches on dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I remember that it talked about how the mammals were so small and insignificant and all they could do was hide. Right. And I mean, sure, that was largely true. Mm -hmm. But now that's, you know, that's not the case for all mammals anymore. It's true. (laughs) That's true. Absolutely. And also, I just, you know, one thing, one thing I really like in dinosaur fiction is when they manage to incorporate mammals into it, like big mammals by some sort of time anomaly or some sort of other thing. Like, I think it's really cool, like. That's why the third Ice Age movie is my favorite, because the same, there's this, you know, you have these Ice Age creatures in with the dinosaurs, and there's right, a scene right. where the a Smilodon, you know, character takes on the Guanlong dinosaurs. <laughs> That's so cool. Saber it's just cat. so much fun, yeah. It is fun, and, like, you have a weasel whose big nemesis is a giant Sukumimus. Hello, Rudy. <laughs> that movie's on Disney Plus now, so I've been watching it. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, like when the when man for the mammoth he's like i liked it better when you guys were extinct (laughs) (laughs) i I love how knowledgeable these mammals are of prehistoric times like they mentioned dinosaurs like in the second movie like how do they know it's a good (laughs) question (laughs) like uh and then when when they the dinosaur first pops up to get its babies in that like uh ellie you know manny's mate is like aren't they supposed to be extinct i'm like how does she know? <laughs> I maybe they mammoths were the first paleontologists. I don't know. <laughs> oh yes. Well, it just seems to be common knowledge too. Like uh, in the second movie, uh, like when they're talking about like maybe Manny's the last mammoth. That was that whole subplot there. He was like, mammoths can't go extinct. They're the biggest things on earth. And then this bird, who is, it's funny because it's a bird, is oh. like, well, what about the dinosaurs? And then oh. ma- and then. Manny's like, the dinosaurs got cocky. They made enemies. (laughs) (laughs) With an asteroid. (laughs) Yes. I think it's funny that the bird is the one that says, what about the dinosaurs? (laughs) I I wonder, (laughs) excuse me, I I wonder if um, maybe they're passing down legends of dinosaurs. Ooh, yes. Yes, indeed. I mean, isn't it in the, uh, 
the fifth one, which I haven't seen. Oh, the fifth one is ridiculous. Like, like they're all ridiculous, but that one just goes way, way off the, the rails. But don't they have like pictographs of yes, uh, you know, with the legend of the the, the asteroid, the that's asteroid to hit yep, and whatnot. Yep. So maybe I don't know. Maybe that's how they. Yep. I'm just I'm grabbing for straws here. Well, they also <laughs> have magnetic asteroids that emit purple glows and like Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> like it's pretty crazy. For some somehow they had Neil deGrasse Tyson as a astronomical consultant on that movie. I don't know if they listened to him. <laughs> anyways, I bring this up though, as well as because like there's another one where like there's another instance in the Skull Island book from the two thousand five King Kong movie. Oh yes. Yes, so the, the, the world of Kong, uh, Natural History of Skull Island, one of the, you know, there's a lot of dinosaurs and other sort of creatures there, but and one of the other mammals that's on there, rather than just Kong, is uh, a descendant of the Aurochs. Mm. And it's gotten bigger and meaner to try and combat. So, like, there's a, a illustration in this book of it, like, kind of warding off the uh, Venatosaurs, which are the raptors that brought, hunted the... Uh, the uh, right, right. The brontosaurs in the movie, so... So that's just kind of cool to imagine these dinosaurs hunting this mammal and the mammal kind of fighting back. <laughs> I'm not going down without a fight. <laughs> yeah. And, and an auroch probably would be able to take on some raptors. So even maybe those big, scary skull island ones. Which is the aurochs again? A-U-R-O-C-H-S. Uh, it's not quite... Oh, you mean like the cat auroch. Yeah, like, like, like the cow. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was auroch. Okay, well, auroch then. We'll verify that. Aurochs <laughs> ends in ox, so that's fine. It's true. It's a big cow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, so this is like a big cow. Yeah. The, anyway, so um, Rapanomamus had what's called an epipubic bone, which sounds kind of dirty, but it's a uh, pair of bones projecting forward from the pelvic bones. Mm. The point of this is that uh, marsupials and monotremes have these bones, but placental mammals lack them. Oh, interesting. So. So the show, it's. Uh... It's sort of like the um, uh, tailbones. Yeah, yeah. Re- in relation to us. Yeah. Like, well, it's like, um, this means that Repentamus is either a marsupial, a monotreme, or some other group of mammals that has no modern descendants. Mm-hmm. Either it laid eggs or had underdeveloped young, like a marsupial. So. Right, right. So we just don't know as of yet. No, no. And Which is interesting. The sad thing about these things, like we don't know as of yet. There are so many. There's such a high chance that we'll never know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, um, according to the book that I have here, mm-hmm. uh, it is known from complete specimens with soft parts and fur impressions. Yes. Ooh, fur impressions. Yes. What been, is it? One of those prehistoric mammals where we've having to figure out the color of it. Uh, it doesn't. Then again, like most, book. I don't know if fur really shows that. To be fair, like one of the reasons why we know the colors of certain ice age mammals is because we, of the cave paintings, right? Because that, well, um, I think fur. I mean, unless it's bleached in the sunlight, it yeah. should keep until yeah. it get until it disintegrates. So, like mammoths, we know mammoths were, you right. know. Brownish. Yeah. I mean, I have some mammoth fur at home. Oh, really? Yeah. That's I got cool. A, a fossil show. But, <laughs> like, that's so cool. But I know, like, like Megaloceros, the giant Irish elk, uh, mm. we know it is brown with a white belly because it is consistently drawn that way in cave paintings. Oh, well, there you go. So, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, to kind of know, like, yeah, that how that is. Ancient artists for the win. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. With as far as Repenomamus goes, um, I think it's just the fur impressions. So okay. I don't know. Like, we have an idea of what the fur coat looked like texture-wise, but not color. Okay. As of yet. Okay, cool. 
Uh, anything else in that book? Because I actually wrote. Okay, so a little peek behind the curtain, listeners. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, we've been planning these episodes for a long time because we were going to record these pre-COVID, and then COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that blasted virus. So I don't have uh, a lot of stuff in the body of this, like I do a lot of other um, things. So the book comments that Repenomamus. Had a massive hulking body, a long tail and snout, and robust sprawling limbs. Yes. With, with large hands and feet that were. And based on that picture. Great. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, based on that picture, uh, it looks like its f- arms are a lot bigger than its legs, right? Um. Yes, I would agree. Like the le- the arm is long, and then the leg is just like a giant hindquarter, and then a little leg. So you know, like how like. Uh, how often Cerberus is drawn in Greek mythology. You know, obviously, you know, to balance the th- the large heads. Right, the, right. The three large heads, they often have, it, have big, bulky arms and little exactly. bitty legs. And that's kind of how it looks there, but without the three heads, of course. <laughs> so. <laughs> there is a picture of the skeleton here. Yeah. Um, which uh, is interesting because I, I guess they're guessing that um, with the back end of the animal, there's like a huge tuft of muscle or fur. Yeah. In relation to the back leg, but the um the leg bones are are different sizes from the front and the back for sure. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's interesting that says that uh that they had a long tail because I've also seen a lot of depictions with it without a long tail. Oh. But if we if it has a it looks like based on that picture of the skeleton we have oh. skeleton of it with the oh wait a minute wait a minute. Forget everything I just said about that skeleton, because apparently that was the skeleton of a different mammal. Whoa! Okay. Okay, this this page, I don't like the way this page is working. Okay, so, so what mammal is that? So we can talk about it in a future episode. Apparently that's Jeholodins. Okay. And Listeners, then, get ready for the Jeholodins yes. <laughs> episode. Uh, it must be related to Repenomamus, because Repenomamus is here with eating the Cetacrosaurus. Right. The but end. look at that. It doesn't have that long of a tail, does it? Or I yeah. guess it's long. And does, okay, so does the three feet count for the tail? Because if so, that makes it a lot smaller, actually. Three feet count for the tail. I would say it in- usually with animals, they don't include tail length. They'll say I mean, such and such. Plus tail length. Well, for mammals specifically, like dinosaurs, right. it's a little different because well, di- the they tail. Don't, they don't do that with dinosaurs. Yeah, because yeah. like, but like with with a <laughs> what tiger. Is, what is the apatosaurus is only twenty feet long? Wait, what? Oh, right. we're not including the tail <laughs> or the neck. Exactly. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> All right. Okay. So that's cool. Anyways, well, let's rate it one out of sixty-five million. Everyone's favorite part of the show. Mm. So I'm gonna give him. I'm going to give him a 55 million. 55 he, million? Yeah, that's about what I was thinking. He was scrappy. Scrappy and cool and took on dinosaurs. He took on dinosaurs. Like baby dinosaurs for sure, but you still have to get past a mother yeah, to do he that. He fought for the name of all mammals. So. Yes. <laughs> he was a predecessor. He was a was a precursor to what is to come. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. He's like one of these days, let's see, 127 million years ago. So he's like 62 million years later. Something big's going to happen. We're going to come back, guys. <laughs> playing the long game. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this week. <laughs> well, if you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact us at mattd at matthewdaltoncreator.com. For any general questions to either co-hosts, you can um, subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash matthewdaltoncreator. We got a new patron. Whee! Yeah. Play- Thank you very much, Alexis R. So Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Also. Uh, <laughs> um, also, I have a book series on Amazon, Megazoic, available for print and Kindle, which we have discussed, doesn't very much include Repenomamus. 
Excellent. So. Yeah. I um Yes, I'm what a, about you? Plug yourself. Yes. yes. <laughs> so. I am a writer and a poet. I have my own website, stephenccurrow.com. That's Stephen with a PH, please, not yes. a V. And I've re- I have published multiple short stories and poems, and most excitingly, supposed to be at the end of June, I'm going to have a novelette published with Hereth Publishing. It's oh, called yes. The Spark. It's a sci-fi dystopia story. Uh, and... It's a really good story, too. Oh, I've read it. It's <laughs> great. Well, that's it for this week. As I say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites, uh, what kind of thing would this make? I don't know. Maybe like a hiss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.